You are listening to African Father in America podcast by Simon Javanokele live from Seattle, Washington, USA. Greetings, greetings beautiful people. Thank you for joining me for another amazing episode of the African Father in America Afia podcast. We are live and direct from Seattle, Washington, and it's really really an honor for me to be here with our special guest today. Dance Eko, who is an award-winning artist originally from Uganda, but also living here in Seattle in the Pacific Northwest with me, one of the people who support a lot of the work that I do. Dance, say hello to everyone before we jump into the depth of today's conversation. Hello, everyone. My name is Dance Eko, and to my people back home, Mulimutia, Bambo VP. Yeah, nice I to be here, Simon. Of course, of course. What yeah. does Mulumutia mean? <laughs> How are you doing, Mulumutia? How are you all doing? I love it's that. Uganda word. Yeah. I love that, Mulumutia. Now I know a little <laughs> bit of Kiganda. <laughs> yes. Man, I, I've really been looking forward to our conversation today. And for those who are watching, uh, definitely dance is one of the most hardworking and consistent artists that... I have connected with in the recent years and also one of the people that are very, very humble. You know, when you are an incredible artist in Africa, when you come here in the diaspora, things are different yeah. and you have to change your settings. You have to build a community. You have to reprogram yourself in order for you to actually be an artist. So dance is doing exactly that. So I'm very, very proud of you. But before Thank we you. jump deep into our time together, I actually want to share a proverb that is going to guide our conversation today. Our proverb today is uh, from uh, the Bantu community. Uh, and it says that when there is more than enough, more than enough is wasted. When there is more than enough, more than enough is wasted. Share your thoughts in the comments subscribe to my youtube channel follow me across all the other uh you know social media platforms where you're seeing today's conversation live i know that we are live on x i know that we are live on facebook i know that we are live on linkedin and we are also live here on 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 youtube <laughs> we are live on youtube where uh, you know, I really, really need your guys' help. I need you to make sure you subscribe to the channel and give today's video a thumbs up so that when we are live here tomorrow, you can catch us. So I shared the proverb, but I want to share three nuggets of wisdom related to this proverb. So number one, be mindful of, of your cons consumption and avoid wasting resources. We should be aware of the amount of resources we are using and make an effort to reduce our consumption. You know, um, this proverb is teaching us that there is so much you can do with very little. But when you have so much, we tend to waste. You know, uh, when you earn $100 and suddenly you earn, you're earning $100,000, the car you drive is going to be different. But this proverb is encouraging us that, look, just ride the bicycle and save more, you know. The second uh, nugget of wisdom here says that be grateful for what we have and take it 
uh, and never never take it for granted you know we should appreciate the things that we have and no matter how small they may seem when we are grateful uh, we are likely not to waste you know gratitude is very very important in helping you build uh, a habit of uh, not wasting things you know because it reminds you of where you came from it reminds you of that day when in a number of in like a week you could only make a hundred dollars you know uh, it reminds you to be more conservative it reminds you to be more patient our, our third nugget of wisdom share our abundance with those in need uh, and if we have more than we need we should share it with those who are less fortunate you know there is always someone who has less than you have you know here in Seattle uh, when you're driving while many people think that Bill Gates lives in Seattle, Jeff Bezos lives in Seattle, uh, and all these billionaires live in Seattle. But when you're driving in Seattle, for those who have never been here, you see a lot of tents where a lot of people who do not have their own homes live, you know. And so there is always an opportunity for that to remind you that uh, you know even if you live in a small apartment it's a privilege you know even if you live in a big house it's a privilege so i want to just share the proverb with you one more time so that you can also indulge and share with us your own perspective on this proverb you know when there is when there is more than enough more than enough is wasted my brother dance when i sent you this proverb what is it that came to your mind what does it remind you about? It's actually a lot of things that came into my mind. And if I'm to dive deep into that uh, proverb, it's how, how we live. Like you said, how I moved here, uh, there's more than enough here. A more Like a lot of freedom, a lot of things here to explore. So when we come to saying, if there is a lot that I cannot say, no, I'm not going to do this. I can waste my uh, like being a responsible person in the community because of things that maybe let's say that they are illegal here that maybe back in my country we are not seen as legal. So um, it's a very big exposure here. A lot of things we get exposed to uh, with freedom to do them that maybe when you back home that you cannot or you're limited by the tradition, the culture. So um, that when it's a social kind of uh, you know answer to that. That's how I can answer it. If I can go other ways or other factors, let's say political. When there is more than uh, when there is more than enough, more than enough is wasted. What came into my mind is uh, I will give a good example back home. Uh, politically, we have let's say uh, political leaders, and uh, I when I when I saw the proverb. It, took me back to our parliament. I'm like, we have over like 500 members of parliament in my country. Where are they even more than enough seats to, for them to sit on? <laughs> like they have to get extra seats to put in a small space for them to sit. Where that they have to represent, uh, you know, a few people like they're becoming even more than, you know, that, that they are needed. And then when what comes out of them, the decisions they make, if they are not, uh, you know, going by what uh, their uh, personal opinion is, they are going to make decisions to the people 
of uh, let's say Uganda, uh, depending on who whose interests are, because they go by the majority members of parliament in the in the in the in the house. So uh, it took me that when we have more than them than enough that is needed, they are going to influence the decisions in the the people of the society might need, but they are going to go off what the society needs because they have big number of you know people to represent them that are going to decide for them something that they don't that don't represent the society so um another thing it's how you, you even consume like me personally it comes to how we live our lives daily when you get money, when you don't when you're not yet paid you try to find ways of surviving you know we all have habits when your income when your check comes onto your into your hands or your bank account you see the numbers are getting bigger that's when the mind is going to start saying oh i needed this sometimes we end up even buying extra things that we ha might have even you know uh left out so uh that proverb back from home it's good that you know with, with when we were actually home we used actually to grow food or get food from the garden every day you go in the morning you get potato, which is enough for today. That's why they used to cook like every day because they wanted to finish it that day and don't waste it or keep it. Since we, we didn't have like, you know, preservative, you know, methods like fridge or microwave. So we saved it. But if we had gotten more than we needed that day, then we would have a lot to be wasted. So it kind of, it's a it's an interesting proverb that uh, reflects all in our lives that we live in, especially when you are going beyond what you can consume or beyond what you can save for you know the future. That's what I can tell you now. I love it. I love it. I love how you reminded us about how it is in the motherland. In most parts of Africa, you actually go to your garden. Uh, harvest what you need for the day, cook it, and any extra you give it to your neighbor, you always cook extra for uh, the unexpected visitor, you know? Yeah. So I love that. I love that. Uh, we are going to talk next uh, here about uh, a childhood story that when you think about, it yeah. really reminds you of who you are today. It rem it's, it's really what drives you today. But before you share that, I want to remind everyone who is joining us to subscribe to the channel. One of the things I recently learned is that over 70% of the people that watch a fear podcast on YouTube specifically are subscribers. And I want to get that to 50%, you know. So most of you who are watching this have not subscribed to the channel. And I just want you to take a minute and subscribe so that we can grow this podcast on YouTube specifically. So take a minute, subscribe, and give this video a thumbs up. Number two, I want to talk about the Africa Day Business Forum on September 30th. You know, go to Eventbrite, learn more about Africa Day Business Forum. This is the 23rd annual Africa Day Business Forum. It's produced by the African Chamber of Commerce of the Pacific Northwest. And this event is an all-day event of networking with uh, the goal of promoting bilateral trade between Africa and the Pacific Northwest. I've been to this event many times and I've seen African ministers, governors, presidents, 
connecting with business leaders here in the US, companies that are now making electric buses here in the US are interested in going to Africa. And this is the event that they they connect to Africa through. In fact, dance in Entebbe, no, in, yeah, in Entebbe, there is an electric ferry company. Uh, there is an electric ferry in Entebbe, and the way that that company was established was through this event, you know. This event really, really is an incredible event. So if you're watching, make sure you join us for that. But secondly, I want to talk about an event where uh, my brother Dance is going to be performing at. I will be present there myself and performing. And I've produced this event for over, for many years, since 2016. Taste of Madaraka Festival on September 13th, September 17th, September 17th. <laughs> yeah, I love food. And we are going to be having Ugandan food on the 17th. Our chef is going to be uh, Regina Bukenya. So go to Eventbrite right now if you're in Seattle and get your ticket for Taste of Madaraka Festival on September 17th. And you'll see Dan's, my, Dan's Echo, myself, Anthony Cole, and a lot of special guests. So my brother Dan's, um, let's talk about the story, the childhood story that inspires who you are today. When you look back, uh, you know, you're always reminded that this moment is really what drives me. It's what keeps me going. Uh, I normally share my own story that when I was eight years old, my mother yeah. gave me a bicycle and asked me to help her distribute milk and bread in our neighborhood in Kenya, in Kisumu, Kenya, in the ghetto. And so in the ghetto, you know, a piece of bread feeds four families. It's divided yeah. into four, you know. Uh, and so milk was also, you know, small quantities. So my, my, my job was to get these supplies to the smaller kiosks within the ghetto you know where cars cannot get to these locations only a bike can get there you know so i became very popular in the ghetto i i, I was known by the entrepreneurs and the thieves and the preachers everybody knew that that little boy is going to pass here at this exact time you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway so that's the discipline i have today that's why i wake up early to do this show that's the discipline i have for producing madaraka festival for nine years going you know strong next year is our 10th anniversary so share with us your own story of what really drives you uh my story starts when actually when i was a little boy, I got passionate about electronics. Uh, you know, kind of like these days I see my boys, my kids, uh, not trying to invent into stuff without telling them, you know, we used to have, you remember those Walkman discs or those scanner radios? You know, when I was like in my primary, when it could die, like I could repair it myself. And that would trigger me to get into the technology part of, you know, you know, the setting. And then when it came to music, of course, I became like a family DJ when I was young. And you, you, you know, you don't, you cannot imagine this, but you know, have you ever seen a DJ who plays music for another DJ who is mixing live on radio? So this is what I could do. I could have two scanner radios. Tune in on Saturday night when there was, you know, they, they used to play nonstop music back home. And I could get those two scanner radios, connect them to the main radio. 
and I could know the song playing on this one, on this radio. Once they go to commercial, I just switch and put the volume on this other one up and then lower this one and I play non-stop to my family. So they used to, whenever we used to have people around, they would be like, hey, Dan, you can be the DJ. And I could tell them, oh, today is Tuesday. There is political, you know, <laughs> debate. There is no music on radio, so I'll not DJ. But speaking to that, um, I had passion about music. When I was a child, I used to sing it uh, in school, uh, church choir. And um, I was so passionate about, you know, uh, being part of the uh, the winning team that most of my uh, friends at school, they had trust in me. I used to be church choir leader, school choir leader. And uh, in my form three, I became uh, the music and uh, the entertainment minister. So uh, it, I did the same on, on the... Uh, at, at the higher level, that is HSC, I became the entertainment minister. And uh, during my high school, one of the moments actually that I remember is when we used to wake up for morning preps and we slept like the whole class. I don't know, maybe it was after visitation day and we had a lot of food and we slept and the, the headmaster found us all sleeping and he told us to go home and call our parents. And when my dad came to school, he had to wipe me and he's like, this boy, instead of reading and revising, he just plays music. I'm like, no, this was not about that, you know? So, yeah, uh, that's how it was. And when I went to Makere University, still I carried, in fact, I released my song first in, in my high school with my friend called Michael. And we released two songs. So when we went to university, uh, I became the uh, the entertainment and sports minister at my faculty of uh, the faculty of industry and fine art. So that's how I became the faculty DJ. Then, like whenever there would be events, I could go pick some uh, machines from friends and then DJ for the faculty. So I I became into the music family like that, doing school performances, doing the uh, do university performances. And that's how I, I trail myself, like uh, how I've been walking up to now, where now um, I'm, I'm, I'm now getting a, picking a leaf from other artists like friends, picking a leaf from like you, Simon, you're an artist too, and a lot that I'm learning from and uh, reading a lot uh, about artists and also making research about music. And now where I'm, I am right now, I made a home studio, a small home studio that at least I can giggle from, start, do the this, this, this sketch, like, you know, of my projects, and then send them to other producers. Uh, yeah, I, I try to work with, uh, you know, big producers around the world. I have worked with Brainy Beats. Back home, I have Artin, I have Ex Dawn, uh, I have Dats on the beat. So it's... Uh, it's been a journey and it's been supported more actually uh, going back uh, in my high school. My mother supported me through this. Like when uh, I did music, so she never saw it as a wastage of time, but she could give me a, a, a chance. And I remember one day I staged a show on, the, on our village and I brought a top artist by then who was sweet kid. And... She, she's the one who gave me money to pay that artist. 
and also support me in the machines just to to introduce myself into uh, organizing events you know and going into that so um and that's why right now when i go to uganda i most times i organize my own event and you know catch up with friends that i've not seen for you know quite a, a while let's say a year or more yeah and that and I also going back from the humble beginning in my family, my mother taught me how to cook. She used to own a restaurant. And every every time like we are in holidays, I could go help her out. And that has helped me that right now, uh, I, I can tell you the next test, the test of Madaraka, you're going you're gonna to maybe tell me to come and give you a dish. But uh, I can, I trust me, I'm a good cook too. So. I've picked a lot from my mother. Uh, she supported me. She has taught me a lot, uh, you know, and that's how I am right now. Up to now, she supports me when you go back and see my show that I did in Uganda one night with Dance Echo. She was always at the front. She's always at the front and comes with friends, her girlfriends, <laughs> lady friends, and they all come and support their child. So I'm so grateful uh, of uh, the story that, you know, they've been all part of, of it and up to now the story that i'm still making i love that i love that i really hope that your mom sees this and she sees how how smiley you are when you're talking about her you know yeah <laughs> it reminds me so much about my mom and how she used to show up for me when i was just producing events back home in kisumu no matter what event i was producing yeah. Sometime I didn't tell her, but then you'd see her there, you know, oh. uh, and it was just beautiful. It's really part of what encourages me to continue doing this. Uh, but I want to I, I want to talk about Madaraka Festival a little bit. Uh, just speak to Madaraka Festival. You are there this year. I don't know if it was your very first time attending, um, but since we are talking about producing events, uh, yeah. and also performing live. I saw you during rehearsals this past week for Taste of Madaraka Festival, and I just loved uh, seeing you in your element, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so you. talk about the One Vibe Band as well. Uh, just take a moment. Uh, okay, speak about Madaraka Festival. First of all, I'm going to uh, thank uh, one person called DJ Afisha who has introduced me to so many amazing t talents around the, the, the state. So uh, she introduced me to the Madaraka Festival, connected me to you. And then, uh, you know, from that moment, actually, I've tried to go high and high and high. So uh, for the Madaraka Festival, which was this year, uh, I was part of it. I didn't perform, but I was part of it into other aspects. But it was a very big, big thing I've ever seen in my life, like, you know, being part of. And I really say thank you for, you know, holding this event, you know, every year and pushing the artists. Because with that platform is where everybody's dream can become true. Because it attracts a lot and a lot of people. And that's where the arts can be shown, like whatever talents people have opening up to the world. So it was a, an amazing event and I was really happy and I saw how people were, the turnout was good. And I hope every year it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and I will be pushing it out to wherever, you know, my limits go. 
to help out also to inspire other artists to join or you know to sell the music to the world so uh speaking about the one vibe band those guys are amazing man i like you know i like everybody in the band like when i joined them for this uh for my rehearsal they are so quick jay codes she's uh you know there's a all guys are amazing like you they, you just hear the song and within like a second they got the chords they got everything and i was i was really so so amazed meeting them for the first time playing with them and i'm excited this sunday to uh play with them so whoever is uh, around washington state seattle just come to the test of the madaraka you gotta have a good time listening to live music from dance echo and yeah you're gonna love it because that band is really good I can't believe it's this Sunday already. You know, for some reason, I keep seeing I I keep saying September 17th, but I'm forgetting that it's actually this Sunday. How does that yes. make you feel? <laughs> Nervous because I I mean to I mean between work and then showing up to the show. And you know my work uh it's a tracking business so it moves me around. So uh I'm like okay, how am i going to do this but i have to make it that's the thing we have to, i have to show up and you know when um, when i show up it goes down like i don't have to think a lot i know i'm working with good people and i'm working with talented people that you don't have to strain a lot of you, with yourself so i'll be there and i'm excited you know uh as you're speaking uh i first of all i want to give a shout out to our viewers and our listeners uh make sure you keep uh, commenting so that we can uh, recognize you and give you a shout out i've seen all of the beautiful comments coming through on youtube so make sure you subscribe to the channel as well i'll read some of the comments in just a moment uh but my brother dance uh my guest today is my brother dance echo an incredible artist from uganda now based here in the diaspora specifically in Seattle but he literally travels across the US on a weekly basis he has a trucking company and he drives his truck and a lot of the time when you are a big artist from Africa especially and you come to the diaspora uh you have to be humble you know you find that you can't immediately be on the big stages and make your money and earn a living as an artist so unless uh you are careful mentally you can really deteriorate very quickly and start struggling with depression uh because immediately you come to america your ego is challenged your self esteem is 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 smashed you know uh and i feel like dance you are dealing with this in a very meticulous way you know you found a way to uh to not let the challenges that moving to america as a as an immigrant from africa presents to many people uh i know hundreds of artists who have moved to america and they dropped their their work as an artist you know because let's say you are in the trucking business and you do it from monday to friday yeah. by the time saturday comes you don't even want to talk to someone because you're tired you know yeah, yeah but for you Uh, even when you're driving you're always calling me Simon what's up uh, what's coming up how can i be yeah. a part of it you know so just speak to how you adjusted uh, so that you're not 
depressed and stressed and you're taking care of your mental health uh, but also how you keep yourself uh, motivated and happy despite this challenge that uh, a lot of even doctors you know there are doctors from Congo even Kenya I know a Kenyan doctor who is who is working at a very small restaurant here in Seattle uh, in the kitchen they they decided to use some of their skills that do not in, involve being a doctor in order to survive you know uh, even me myself you know in the early days when I was here I worked at a gas station you know but when people see the pomp and the color on social media they think that it's easy here in the diaspora it gets easier but it's very very hard at the beginning so speak to that you know simon what i realized is when you move here all people when you're living here we all don't know what happened in people's houses we don't know what is on people's bank accounts whatever challenges people find in their houses when you walk out of your house you're going to look different and someone will find you out and see you smiling and think everything is okay. So once you don't accept the fact that you are here and life has to move on, that's when the depression can come. Trying to say, claim that title of a star, but a star who doesn't want to go to work other jobs, but want to be like, because here things are on calendar. You know, in Africa, they even just give you a call away on Monday or Tuesday. Hey, come, come pass by here and we give you this and you go. But here, if you have, let's say, two shows in a month or one show in a month, what about other days? You know, so from day one, when I moved here, I've been working, doing little studies, but working, working. And think about when you have people back home. I left when I had family, so life had to move on on their side but it all has to be like you are the driver you have to accept this when you one person mess up your life you don't know how many people are depending on you that are on your back that are going to feel the impact so life has to keep going life has to keep going on and doing all sorts of work uh, the trucking business is not the one actually i've done before i've done so many originally i'm a graphic designer that's what I went to school too. I did that for a long time, like over 10 years. And, you know, but I was like, when I moved here and I got frustrated trying to go to graphic companies to get to be hired, and I was turned down, you know, because they needed me to go back to school and do the same, study the same things that I studied in Africa. I was like, okay, I'll be a freelancer. I've been doing this for friends, been doing it for myself. So, but I was like, I'm not going to just sit down and, you know, don't do anything about my life. So put down the ego and say, I need to keep moving. And this is how people back home, sometimes they expect us to, to live the life that we have you've been living in Uganda. Let's say, for example, me. No, it's not. And they actually try it. If you keep listening to whatever they are demanding, the life they want you to live, not knowing what you're going through here, then you're going to fail yourself. So you have to talk to yourself. Tell yourself that you are, let's say I'm dance echo. I know what I want. I have people that need some things from me. And I'm not going to get that from any other person, but other than me waking up every day to go to work. So that's that's what drives me every day to keep doing what I have, what I have to do. And for example, music is not a hassle to me. 
I should tell you, like I, I saved some money to, to do this small basic studio that when I'm here, I can record my vocals. You know, use, usually I used to go to studios. I can record my vocals and do the basic things, send them back home. So you're going to find me from, from the tracking, coming home, saving 40 minutes to do a song or even an hour to do a song. And the next day you're going to hear me saying, hey, I made this draft song. And you'll be like, where did you get the time? You were on the road yesterday. So it's having, making your space comfortable for you to do whatever you have to do to suit what your dream is. So the transition is always hard and it's always hard for people to accept and believe that they are here and life has to change and they have to change and don't be by the influence of what the people are thinking they are, but what they are house what is inside their house because when you walk out you're going to enjoy the same fresh air when we go to the park we're going to enjoy the same good looking environment when you go to the restaurant it's the same even when people go to school but when people come back home that's when you sit on your bed and you start counting what challenges you're facing and how many problems you're having you know when nobody's listening but when it's you who is who has the question and who can make the answer to that. So accept that you're here, accept the situation and be open to any opportunities around, you know, mm. to, to survive as you do music. Cause music, you're not struggling a lot to do music. Music right. will always find its way to thrive, you know. Right. Yes. I have two more questions uh, for you before we wrap up our time together. Okay. Number one, uh, and I, I want to have, uh, after this, immediately book for our next conversation <laughs> because <laughs> I have so many things for us to talk about. But okay. first, I want you to, uh, when you look at Africa right now, you know, Africa is actually becoming popular for the continent that has the highest number of coups since 2020, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And the, it's clear that a lot of the presidents who are being deposed are dictators who have been in power for over 40 years uh, and some of them are also just incompetent leaders you know uh, yeah. and leaders who have also been installed by the west you know uh, you come from uganda and we've had a leader there he's like the elder of africa now you know mr museveni yeah. uh, do you sometime in a place in your heart wish that he was also deposed <laughs> Simon, I should tell you, I follow politics back in my country more than people think. And that proverb that we had today, when there is more than enough, more than enough is wasted. When Museveni came to power, said the problem of Africa is leaders who want to stay in power for long. So when uh, later on, I, like I told you in the parliament, he influenced the parliament to scrap off the edge limit that would knock him out from standing again. He also scrapped off the term limits that could let the president rule for, you know, whatever he can. So uh, speaking about that is like, he has, when, when he, he came and stayed for long, and now he's like, you know, we are having more than enough now he's getting wasted that now this, the system is not working well. Like you see how the abductions, you see how the political space is not, you know, conducive for people to express themselves freely, you know. So, and he uses that by saying he's 
he scrapped all that, but he's elected. But like I told you, the parliament is influenced. So I, I believe it's it's high time, you know, uh, they, they get, if, if, if he said actually that he came in uh, with a, they call it a quarter pin, the quarter pin in the bicycle, that he does have, that's the same way he wants to get out of power. But that should not be the one with this kind of, uh, with this generation, you know, you have to let the new generation to take over because what what would you teach and what will you tell people that you are the leaders of tomorrow yet you don't want to create space for them right. so uh, the politics back in africa it, it 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 fits my mind like with with those leaders who still want to be in power but i know it's now uh, there is now a wave that is coming that is going to take them down for so it's it's uh, you know the generation is changing right for like for Uganda for 40 years, you know, the people who voted for Museveni back then, they they should be like 80 years now. So the the generation is changing. That's the fact. But you know, it sometimes it's sad that it leaves the country in stake. Like a lot of a lot is wasted when we could have had a lot, you know, done. Yeah, but it's a it's a it's an interesting thing that I always, I always want to talk to like in that politics side of it yeah we have a lot to talk about there we will come back we will have, when we have our next conversation we will revisit it and we will talk more about Bobby Wine and yeah. the 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 Bukinabe president who is less than 35 years old and is already creating a lot of changes in Burkina Faso uh, but for now yesterday I saw that you are working on a music video called Gosheri. Gosheri. Talk about it. Talk about the experience of just having the whole community here mm -hmm. in Seattle showing up for you. The pictures were beautiful. Uh, yeah. The music video is not out yet, but you did yeah. something. So talk about that and also talk about, you know, something that you that you, you are working on right now that you want our viewers and our listeners to to support and also yeah. tell them where they can come and support you. Okay, Go Shari, it's a song, it's an Afrobeat song. And uh, I did that with uh, the Dawn and another producer called Anko in Uganda. Uh, but I recorded it from here, like the vocals from here. So it's a song right now that is that I'm running or that is trending on my album. I'm working on an album, actually. And the funny thing was, I'm, I was going to release an album next year. But, you know... Uh, I had last released the song last year, but my community were like, hey, babe, we've been pushing this song for long. You're saying you're working on an album. Give us something. So I was like, okay, let me drop Goshari off the album, but it's still going to be part of it, which is coming next year. So having the community supporting me, this is something like whenever I have time and uh, available when I'm around town and there's something happening, I always show up. You know, when you have, when you show up for your friends' events, I'm telling you, they always show up. You know, they always give you that support. And that's how, that's how it has been. Uh, and a big thanks to uh, uh, Nasri, uh, the Africa Print Takeover. Like when you see the pictures, they're more African. So Nasri did all that. And yeah, so Chop Chop was, served us food. I'm grateful, like all people that like, came to support. We had Franco, the artist. Yeah, we had uh, 
so many people, the DJs, DJ Queens was there to, to give support. And yeah, thank you, Stu. You, you didn't come, but you told me, uh, you know, you had something. We talked about it. But I thank you because uh, I always look up to you. And whenever I'm doing something, at least I tell you, you advise me. So um, having people around me and being nice to them, you know, and being real, like I'm real. I'm a real person. If I can do something, I can do it. If I can't, I can tell someone, oh, I can't do that. But being free always open up you know to other people to always also welcome you so that's how they came and supported and i thank everybody who was part of that project i thank all the video victims everybody the, uh, the videographer alno and speak about my next project my next project's coming up it's a full album next year called sichiloto it's not a dream sichiloto is a luganda word translated as it's not a dream so it's not a dream that i'm um, uh, make, mixing myself with the Madaraka Festival, Africa Print Takeover, the DJs, doing the music from the journey that where I started from to right now where I am, it's not a dream. It's just something that is in me and I have to give it to you. I love it. I love it. I love it. Sichilo too. <laughs> yes. I love it. Man, uh, what are your socials and how can people stay connected with you? Uh, my socials are all Dance Echo. Some socials, they have Dance Echo official, but you will see me when you go and search for Dance Echo. That is D-A-N-Z-E-K-O. You will see me. You will see me. You will see my updates, and that's where you will get my music. I distributed my music to all, you know, places. Spotify, iTunes, you can find it everywhere. And then YouTube also, and more on Instagram. That's where I enjoy more on that. So you can find me all there. Thank you, brother. Thank you for making the time. I really wanted to extend our time together today because there's just so much uh, jam in our conversation that we need to be covering. Uh, so I will be having you back again when the album is out or before the album is out. For now, I just want to quickly give a few shout outs. I see that DJ Afrisha joined us here. Thank you, Afrisha. You know, you made this possible and you make so many great things possible in our community. Yeah. So uh, I give you your flowers. <laughs> and then I also see Vibe Queen has joined us and says that I love I love this proverb. And it's true. When we have things in plenty, we always waste them. Yet when we have little, we tend to utilize it carefully. I love that. Thank you, Vibe Queen, for uh, your your wisdom. And then Brother Earth. Brother Earth has joined us here. Uh, he's also one of the biggest supporters of the podcast. He says, peace and love village. And he also says, the beautiful conversations always feed my spirit. He's joining us, I think, from North Carolina. And then Stella is joining us from Kisumu, Kenya. And she says, a fear podcast is full of wisdom. Greetings. Uh, I just love all these comments. Make sure if you're watching this later on after the live stream, you also leave your comment. You leave this video with a thumbs up. You know, when you give this video a thumbs up, uh, the YouTube algorithm responds well. It puts it in front of more people. But most importantly, make sure you subscribe to the channel so that when I go live tomorrow, I do this Monday to Friday, 6 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. 
and I've been consistent for three years. So I deserve that subscription from you. Yeah. <laughs> and listen, uh, there is so much value that we give. These proverbs are really not our words. These are words from our ancestors. So we're just conduits, you know. I want my children to have access to African wisdom from me, you know. And that's why I'm creating this through my voice and through the voices of incredible uh, artists and leaders that show up on the podcast so that one day... Uh, other people don't tell our stories. We change the narrative about Africa by how we tell the stories of Africa, by how we present these proverbs. So I just thank you for showing up and supporting. Uh, Dan's, what is it that yeah. I didn't ask you that you just want to touch on as we close? Mm, let me just say uh, thank you. Maybe let me just thank my viewers. Uh, thank you, DJ Afisha. She introduced me to the community. And she's been always supporting me. So she has well represented my brand. Uh, thank you for my management back home in Uganda, Sukum Entertainment, Rose, you know, um, Colin, Michael. So thanks, my Ugandan people, my East African people. Uh, uh, I love you all and Africa at large. Uh, I love how Afrobeat is making its way out, you know. So keep supporting me, keep loving the African music and all good music around the world, you know, because sometimes we are influenced by other genres or other, other music from other people. So keep supporting me and thank you all. And it's been nice to be here. Thank you, my brother. I'll see you soon. Peace and love. Peace. African father in America. You are listening to African Father in America podcast by Simon Javanokelo live from Siamu.